You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. You'll know. Wow, that's amazing. I, and I agree. You will know when it's the right time. Yeah. You you kind of have that gut feeling. And I am a big believer in trusting your instincts. Yes. And, and you know, you just kind of feel it in your bones. But I love that, you guys. So Legend Vest Nation, I know that a lot of you guys are trying to figure out when do I make that leap? And you're probably like dreading, you know, thinking about going into work tomorrow. But here's the thing, too. And she's absolutely right. You also want to take advantage of having that nine to five, of having that steady. Of course, it's nothing is ever secure and nothing's ever guaranteed. But while you have that steady check in the meantime coming in every two weeks or, you know, twice a month or whatever, use that, like she said, as your seed for capital to start yes. your business because there are real startup costs. You want to be as lean as possible, of course, but there are legitimate things that you're just going to have to pay for. And while you're still in your business, or excuse me, while you're still at your job, you want to prove your concept as well. Yes. Because yes. a lot of people will quit their job thinking, oh, I'm going to make so much money selling XYZ service, but yet they've never sold it before. They never tested yes. the market. They've never tried to sell to their family and friends first, try to get feedback. That's a great way to start too, is before you leave your job, before you quit, why don't you make a prototype or yes. why don't you give away your service for free just to a few people, have them test it out and have them give you feedback. That way, when you're ready to go to market, it's already been improved upon. You've already, you know what I mean? You're already ready so that you're not going out there to market brand new with no feedback at all. Yes. That could really be a slap in the face and you could really fail pretty badly if you do that. So little things like that, that you can do while you're still at your nine to five, mm -hmm. You know, the the real the real business comes after what you're doing from like 6 p.m. to like 2 in the morning. And I know, like, we've got to get our rest, but that's a time to grind. And you have to figure out a time. you got to put in at least, and you can't even do like one hour a day. To me, like, that's when we mentor um, the people that, um, that are mentees, rather, we tell them you can't just do it one hour a day. You need to be putting in like three, four, five hours yes. a day. I know that sounds crazy, but if this is something that you really want to do and you want to get out of your J-O-B and you want to be a boss so bad, you have to put in the time and the work. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is. A lot of work. And what a lot of people don't realize too is, you know, you have your nine to five, it's 40 hours a week and it feels like forever. But when you're an entrepreneur, it never stops. Exactly. Okay. You're putting in like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't even know if it's mathematically possible, like a hundred hours a week easily. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're, you're, it's nonstop. But the difference is you're typically more passionate about it. I so sometimes it doesn't that. feel like work. So, yes. you know, you have to find something that you're also passionate about and that you like, or that you care about, or that you believe in. Because yes. trust me, if you don't, you're going to be ready to quit that business too and go right back to corporate America because you're absolutely right too. And another men, uh, point that Yvette mentioned, or G mommy, no. <laughs> that she mentioned was um, the way that money comes in. And depending on the type of business that you have, yeah. whether it's retail or Amazon or it's a service, maybe you're an attorney or whatever, you just don't know when that next customer is going to come in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're going to sell out tomorrow or if nobody buys your product. And so, 
a lot of times as an entrepreneur, it's feast or famine. Mm -hmm. You know, you got some really, really good months, and then you have yes. some months where you're like, ooh, okay, I better start calling these people because I haven't gotten paid yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I know for us, you know, Jameson and I, when we started, I was still working, um, I was working like part-time, and Jameson was working full-time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during, whenever I, I got off of work, like around two or three, and then I would go door knocking and visiting clients and uh, prospects after work, mm -hmm. right after work. And I would just put in that time. There were times, I mean, this is when we were 22, 23. We could have been living our best life and doing what everybody else is doing, but we had just graduated from college and we mm -hmm. really believed and were passionate about what we were doing. And so when you have that fire in your belly, yes. nothing's going to stop you. So if it's not something that you're excited about to begin with, it's probably not going to so I know that was a lot in a nutshell there, but uh, we have just so much value yes. to give you. And this is why we're putting this on a podcast. So you can always come back to it and review later. So I definitely have to ask you because every entrepreneur has a lesson or has a mistake or something that happened in their leap in their journey from J-O-B to CEO. So what is the biggest lesson that you've learned while making this leap? If you had to go back in time, what would you do differently? Now talk to me about that. So I'll, I'll answer it in two ways. Mm -hmm. So one thing I learned that I think was, was very positive that I constantly teach is I built some strong relationships mm -hmm. before I left corporate mm -hmm. because I'll be honest, that first year, my client base primarily was people who I had worked with before. So don't despise the current JLB. Because <laughs> you never know yes. the dividends yes. that those relationships mm. could be. That you could that, that could be your client base starting out. Absolutely. And you know, and I thought later, I'm so glad I did I didn't have that attitude leaving, you know, like, you know, kiss the back up, you know, I, I didn't have that attitude. Mm -hmm. And so once people at my former company understood what I was doing and where I was going, you know, I started getting calls, you know, you know, I'm looking for, I, you know, I want this, I wanted this promotion. Could you help me? Da, 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 da. So that was really good. And if it wasn't them directly, it was someone in their network that they were referring to me. So those were great seats on. I would say from a very strong learning perspective, there is a mindset shift that that had to take place for me that I wasn't conscious of in that first year. When you're in corporate, you think a certain way or, you know, whatever your nine to five is, it doesn't necessarily have to be corporate, but there's a certain mindset that is different from an entrepreneur. And one of the things that you said earlier, um, not that I've ever been averse to hard work or long hours because I did that in corporate, mm -hmm. but it's so different when you're an entrepreneur. It is so different. And I'm talking about sometimes it seemed like the work never ends yeah. and, I'm, and I was okay with it initially. But the problem with that is that you really do get to a place of burnout, right? Where physically and mentally you're like, okay, you know, I, I, this is all I've been breathing, eating, drinking, and sometimes you do need that break. Where typically when you're doing a nine to five, it, there is a time, even if you stay and do some um, overtime hours, right? You still have that physical stop where you can just like drop the work, 
and then leave and go home and get into mm-hmm. a different environment. So I found it very difficult initially just separating um, my drive to get to success and especially to get back to that same level of success that I had in corporate. Mm-hmm. So once you become accustomed to a certain lifestyle and certain things, I want to just get right back to that and you know, like, like that, you know, right. I, and I was going to be that girl who was going to make six figures her first year as an entrepreneur. And I didn't make six, I did not make six figures my first year. And so that was a heartbreak for me. It was mm-hmm. like, ooh, ow, this hurt. Mm-hmm. Am I doing the right thing? Am I at the right place? So of course, like um, you, you're always tweaking and, and, and growing, but it does take time to grow a business. And so what I had, I stayed in the game this time. So the first two times, remember, I went back to corporate. And so this time I was like, I know I have something that is value. People are purchasing it. I just got to stay the course where in corporate, you know, I could, I never really did, but you could show up five days a week and I'm going to still get that same paycheck. Mm -hmm. Well, what I learned as an entrepreneur is that you can bust your tail and work 24 (laughs) hours, you know, every single day in a week. And at the end of that week, you may not have a client that paid you or you may not have an invoice that's coming in. And so that was a shift for me. Yeah. Because I was so accustomed to showing up, getting paid, showing up, getting mm-hmm. paid. Well, as in my own business, Yvette Gavin Consultant, I was showing up. And at first, I was showing up every single day. I wasn't slacking because I really wanted to grow this business fast. But that revenue wasn't coming in. So there is a mental shift. Um, and one of the things I'll tell you I had to start doing was a start associating myself with more like-minded people. Mm. I think... Initially, I was still in that same corporate network. And so people who are doing the nine to five, they think a certain way. Everything for them is about that company typically. Right. And so when you start. So I had to start branching out and started expanding my network and and putting myself around other entrepreneurs, you know, other people who were growing a business better understood where I was. And and many of them like you and Jameson, you know, I leaned in a lot on you guys because I, you know, I knew your story. I seen your success. And I was like, I don't care. They're younger than me. I can learn from them. They're highly successful in what they're doing. And so you guys helped me tremendously to understand the shift that I had to make. And so I'm so grateful to you and to Jameson for that because it shifted everything. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Those were some really, really powerful lessons because you guys, you know, being an entrepreneur in today's day and age, mm-hmm. it is such a glamorous thing and it's so mm-hmm. cool. And you know what I mean? It's the it thing. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. You go to their Instagram page, everybody mm-hmm. says they're a CEO, that they're a boss, you know. And we like the image of what an entrepreneur is. We like the results of what success is, but people don't see the back end. There is some serious back end work to becoming an entrepreneur. And it's, it's extremely humbling, way more humbling than one might think because you're take you're going from something that you're used to your comfort, your security to now you're going out all on your own. You got to pay for all the expenses, all the marketing, I mean, everything, you know, and you may or may not get paid. So you're absolutely right. It it is a big mental shift and you're so right. You have to associate yourself with people that are like-minded because the nine to five people 
are going to think different than a startup company, you know, entrepreneur, you know, so that is key when growing your business. Don't hang around people who are not doing what you want to be doing. And it's so easy to go to those people because a lot of times they're in our inner circle, yes. they're our best friends, or maybe there's someone in our family, but you got to go out there and network, meet new people yes. who are trying to go where you're trying to go or, or right. have already done what you're, what yes. you want to be doing. That's really the best. Wow, that's that's yeah. incredible. I love your story. And wow. one thing I, you know, just came to mind as mm -hmm. I was listening to you, Courtney, mm -hmm. is that you, as you know, my first year out, I hired a publicist. And you and Jameson helped me to understand, you know, mommy, you're spending way too much money to start the oh, business. Yeah. Remember, you I guys remember. had to help me that, you know, and I was doing this with this influencing group, influencer group, da da da. And you guys was like, but you don't have to spend all of that type of, you know, money in order to get the results that you want. But one of the things I did learn from my publicist, not the only thing, but one of the things were to this day, I remember very well. And she said to me, and she represented a lot of famous people, well-known people. If I name them, you know, you know, many of you would recognize recognize their names. But my publicist said to me, she said, Don't be fooled by what you see on social media and what you see on TV. Yes. A lot of the entrepreneurs and business on I mean business owners and celebrities that she represented, she said it's all is an image, but it's not their reality. She said they're still doing that hustle in the background trying to get there, mm -hmm. but what they're portraying to the world is an image. And she, you know, basically it's a facade. And I'm not saying yeah. there's anything wrong with that mm -hmm. because everywhere you're growing. And so, but the point, what I got out of it is that she was letting me know is that just because you see a person on social and it looks like, you know, they, they're here, they're there, doesn't mean that they're necessarily fully there, but that's but they are showing you where they're wanting to go and where they are going. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at her and I was like, interesting. And then she went on and she said, not one of my clients, not one of them are fully where they show themselves to be on social. And that really caught my attention because then I'm thinking in my head, you know, the clients that I know that she has, right? And I'm like, really? That person's not fully there? They're not fully there? They're not fully there? They're not fully there? And I was like, that for me called me to step back and say, no, you focus on growing your business your way and not looking at anybody else and, how, and what they're doing and mm -hmm. not be trying to think that I'm not where I need to be because someone else appeared to be, you know, five feet ahead of me in the same industry or something like that. And so that really brought me back to a place where I was like, yeah, I'm going to focus on what I'm called to do, what I'm purposed to do and what I'm passionate about. And I'm going to do it on my timetable, mm -hmm. not somebody else's, but on my timetable. And that was very, very helpful. Wow, that's very enlightening. And man, social media is something else because you're right. You know, we, we did a podcast episode not long ago about, you know, stop comparing yourself yeah. because we're over here comparing ourselves to people on social media. And a yeah. lot of times that stuff is fake. Yeah. And you're comparing yourself to something that's not even really real. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to focus on you and do what's best for you because everybody is on different paths. And everybody has different stories, different circumstances. So what may work for one person may not necessarily work for you and your business too. Yeah. But be careful with that because sometimes that can be a trap that we fall into. So, wow, yes. I'm, I'm really glad that you shared that with us. This was absolutely amazing. So, Legend Vest Nation, I hope that from today's interview with Yvette, a.k.a. G-Mommy Gavin, with the uh, Yvette Gavin Consulting Firm, that you learned so much today. In fact... 
G-Mommy also, so what she does, and as you know, in her today, she helps people find their dream job, land their dream job, making the money that they want to make. Mm -hmm. So as a matter of fact, she actually has a course coming out very, very soon, and you can definitely sign up and be on the list and go ahead and, and enroll. The name of her course, and I'll let you talk a little bit about your course. Okay. Yeah. So thank you so much, um, Courtney, and for this opportunity to oh, be yeah, on your broadcast. Absolutely. I'm so grateful for it. It's been so much fun. You got it. More to come. You just wait. Thank you. Thank absolutely. You. So the program is an online program and it's career growth blueprint. And so basically it's a nine weeks course. Mm -hmm. People can take it at their own pace. But what they're going to walk away with is those underlying um, skills that most people don't realize that mm -hmm. they're missing and don't have and why they're not able to either grow their business or their current careers. So, you know, I'm talking about things like um, how do you build a personal brand? So whether you're an entrepreneur or you are in corporate mm -hmm. and you want to mm -hmm. move up the corporate ladder, you need to understand how to build a personal brand. You know, I have my college degree today, but I became an IT director without it, right? So I moved up the ranks and I moved up above people who had PhDs and they were on my team and my organization reporting up to me. And people were asking, how did you do it? Well, personal brand, I understood that early on in my mm -hmm. career. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm teaching others how to build their own personal brand. And it's way beyond just wearing some cute clothes, guys. <laughs> you know, when I talk to people about brands, you know, first thing they talk about is about the hair and the nails. And, you know, all of that does matter, but it's way beyond that. Gotta take the course to get the fullness of it. Hey, but um, there's also this thing called executive presence that most people don't realize. And mm. when we started, um, talking, you know, I was sharing with you one of the things that really drew me to really want to leave the comfort of a really nice income, you know, in a really nice cushy office and stuff in corporate and do what I'm doing today. It was all because there were things that I knew people needed to know in order to grow. Mm -hmm. One of those things is executive presence is not just for a person who has a title of executive, like a CEO or a, or a vice president. Executive presence is needed if you're going to really grow a business strong, mm -hmm. right? Uh, executive presence is needed to get a loan. Executive presence is needed to get investors for your business. Ooh. Executive mm -hmm. presence is needed if you are an individual contributor and you want to become a manager. I cannot tell you how many times in corporate that I had resources that were really showing up every day and doing a great job. They were the subject matter expert, right? They knew, let's say, the application better than anybody else, but they didn't have executive presence. Mm -hmm. And so they would show up and they would do the technical skill piece, but they didn't understand that is to be promoted, to be that person where if we're looking at um, awarding someone, you know, resources, people are not just looking at your core business. They're also looking a lot at who you are as an individual. And so you need to understand what the three components are uh, of executive presence and how to have that move forward. I teach all of that in my, in my online course. Most people I've learned, Courtney, doesn't even really understand what their true value is. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a client yet who've come to me that fully knew their value. They had, um, you know, let's say they went to college, so they knew what their degree was in. Right. But they didn't know how they distinguished themselves from someone else. And what I told people, your degree is not your value. Ooh, that, that your yeah. college degree is not your value. Oh, my God. You know, yes, you know I so tell, when I talk to my uh, recent graduates, you know, I typically would ask the question, 
you know, let's say, you know, the degree is in biology. And I'll ask, well, how many people was in your class with that same degree? You know, and they'll give me an estimate of a number. And I was like, okay. So each one of those people are also probably looking for a job. And let's say, you know, the, a, a certain percentage of them are going to be in the same city and state looking for a job that you're looking for because you came from the same university. And a lot of people typically will stay around that same area. Mm -hmm. So try to paint a picture of the feel of yeah. options that employers have, right? And so how do you distinguish yourself? So when you're looking for a job, we must understand what that is. And when you're already in the job and you're trying to move up, you need to understand what that is. And so we have made a shift. There has been a huge shift. There was a season where it was all about just your knowledge. If you were the smartest person in this particular area, if you were the developer, if you will, since mm -hmm. I you know, have the IT background, if you were the developer who could code like nobody else, typically they will promote that person. If you were the writer who had the best stories, you know, you're the person who ended up becoming, you know, a managing editor. That's over. It's not the person with the highest skill that's always been the one to get the promotion. Now, those skills will maintain a job for you, mm -hmm. you know, because we still need that person who know how to code better than anybody else on the team. But that person may never be the person that move up the ranks, mm -hmm. right? And get to higher salary, get an opportunity to have greater influence in the organization and really be a person. When, when, when I look at influence, I'm talking about having an opportunity to weigh in from a thought perspective and actually shift things in a company or in our society. You want to be that type of person, ultimately, if you're talking about leadership and not just that person who's sitting there at their desk with their head down right. doing the widget kind of thing, because we typically just keep doubling them out that same, same amount of money with a 3% pay increase each year. Mm -hmm. It is that person who has core skill and knowledge. They, there may be someone else that know a little bit more from a knowledge perspective, but they also have executive presence. Or we see that that person is someone that we can groom to get them there. And so that's the person who's going to get that promotion and be the manager. Um, the smart person may still be there doing the work, but someone else is leading them, which means that, that, and this is what people don't realize, the person who's leading is exposed to so much more. Mm -hmm. Their opportunities become higher. Mm -hmm. And so, and I always tell people, if that's not you and you don't want that and you're okay with that same check, you know, year after year after year, the 3%, then you stay right where you are. And so you don't need these things that I'm offering in my online course. But if you're that person who says, I, I want more, I have, um, I can give more to this company, even to the society and for my family, then this course is something that you're going to want, whether you're running your business or you're trying to grow within a company. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely amazing. And I have, I am a customer of Yvette Gavin Consulting and I paid because when I, I went to you and I said, I really it had been a long time too um, when I needed to get some advice on careers and things like that. So I needed a refresher, but she's absolutely amazing. And what I love about her work and her course is that it whether you are trying to excel in entrepreneurship or in your career, this to me is more personal development. Yes. And honestly, I feel like, and I talk to Jameson about this all the time, this is something that really needs to be taught in our schools. I and agree. why this stuff isn't taught, I don't know. Yep. But yep. I have been there where I graduated with my fancy old degree, but 
what does that really mean? Yeah. You know, and you pay all this money, you got to pay Sally Mae back, but you have really nothing to show for it, technically, mm -hmm. except for a piece of paper. You can't go take it back and, you know what I mean, try to get a refund. It just don't yeah. work like that. So it's just really interesting that we, we walked out of the school campus without any confidence, without knowing who our value is or what our value is and what we bring to the table. We have it. We just don't even know what it is. But that's what she does. She mm -hmm. will she will pull the value out of you and she will work with you to find out and develop a strategy for you yes. to achieve the success that you want. That's all her course. And let me tell you, I've taken it. I've read all the books multiple mm -hmm. times. I've taken the coaching. I've done everything and it works. So she's the one you want to call. And that's why I was so excited mm -hmm. to have you. And there's definitely more episodes to come because we have so much to talk Share, about. Yes. We love talking. We love sharing, mm -hmm. sharing. We love learning. And so thank you, first of all. Pleasure. Thank you so much thank for you. being here. This was my first interview. So I have a lot to work on myself. But so my tough. goodness, this was just so great. And I'm really excited for you all to learn from today's episode. So be sure to connect with G-Mommy, a.k.a. Yvette Gavin, on social media. She's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I believe um, your username was it at Yvette underscore Gavin? On Instagram. On Instagram, mm -hmm. okay. Yvette underscore Gavin. Yep. And everywhere else is Yvette Gavin. Perfect, perfect. So be sure to sign up for that course. Go on her website, sign up for her newsletter. She's always giving away free content yes, and free advice. You. She's the one you want to learn from. So thanks, thank everybody. You. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone.